At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. When I hear this passage, and I think when we hear this passage, we often immediately think, We need more ministers. We need more priests to accommodate all these souls that need to draw close to Jesus. These souls that need to have God come closer to them through the priesthood. And absolutely, we do need those shepherds. A shepherd is one who provides, who protects, who nourishes, who blesses, and who speaks truth. And who is also a shepherd, but every single father and on this, this day celebrating fathers, I just reflect in gratitude for all of the fathers that God has given me. Certainly my biological father, he's been so good, so faithful, so supportive to me in all of these years. And I give thanks to God for many spiritual fathers that I've had, especially as a seminarian and now as a priest. We need to continue to be fathered for the rest of our lives. It's nothing we graduate from. Well, now I'm a father myself, so I guess I don't need to be fathered. No, absolutely, we all need to be fathered. And one of the great crises of our time is the lack of fathers. Fewer men are accepting the gift of being a biological father, but even if they do that, they don't necessarily rise to the challenge of being an emotional and a spiritual father as they ought. And this sense of being an orphan, not having a father, is just pervasive in all of our culture, and it leads to a lot of our societal ills in a very clear way. One of the societal facts of our time is that Prisons are full of grown children who are fatherless. Prisons are full of men and women that did not feel fathered, did not feel loved by their fathers. And so that led to deviant behavior. That's an extreme example. But in one way or another, even if we had good fathers, we still carry some father wounds. And Jesus wants to communicate the father's love and fill in the deficits, so to speak. One of the key things, as I said, a shepherd does and that a father does is to speak truth and to speak blessing. So I just want to give a challenge to all of the fathers here. Challenge to speak certain words because our words as fathers have enormous power to build up and to tear down. Three simple expressions that we don't use enough as men, as fathers, but are invaluable for these relationships, especially with our children. The first is this, so simple, but hard to say sometimes, I love you. I love you. Maybe you're like me and you kind of grew up in a German household, so if you had emotions, you didn't necessarily express them and you definitely didn't say vulnerable things like I love you very often. So it's hard for me to this day to receive it and to give that expression, I love you. But it's one of those expressions, when we're nearing the end of our life, we will have no regrets for all of the times that we said it 
to our spouses, to our children, to those that we care about, but we will have tremendous regret if we did not say it enough. So fathers here, men, and of course women, mothers, and children, grandchildren, please tell your loved ones while you have the opportunity, as often as you can, I love you. So important. The second little simple phrase, but again a vulnerable one and a hard one for us to say as men sometimes, I'm proud of you. And this is especially important for our sons, of course, for our daughters as well. But the lie of the enemy that Jesus calls the father of lies is that we as men aren't good enough. We're a failure. And to have a father that speaks the truth, I'm proud of you. Yes, for your accomplishments, but first and foremost, because of who you are and who you are becoming, I am proud of you. What a joy it was for me, and I know Father Mark feels the same at graduation for our high schools that we're chaplains at. As they're walking across the stage to be able to shake their hand, give them a hug, look them in the eye and say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. We can't hear that enough, especially as sons. So fathers, tell your sons that you're proud of them. And then finally, especially for our daughters, this very important but also vulnerable phrase, you are beautiful. You are so beautiful. Many of you parents are probably already aware of this, but grandparents might not be. Our younger women, especially our teenagers and even preteens, are on social media a lot. And as part of that with Snapchat or whatever, they take a lot of pictures of themselves by themselves. And as they're taking these pictures, they're using camera filters that changes their appearance. And even after they take those pictures, they further modify the image so that they become beautiful, at least according to the criteria that they hold up for themselves and that society is holding up for them. This is so toxic. And our young women are having a mental health crisis because they don't believe that they are really lovable, that they're beautiful as they are. It's so important for the father to be the first one to say, you are beautiful. You're so beautiful. And to seize those moments, even like first thing in the morning when she's getting out of bed, coming down, she hasn't had time to filter anything, right? For dad to look at her and say, you're so beautiful. And she will not be happy to receive that, right? She'd be like, dad, stop. But you have to keep leaning in. No, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. They will resist, but it's so important, fathers, that you lean in anyway. No matter how old they are, tell your daughters how beautiful they are because they need to hear it. I love you. I'm proud of you. You're beautiful. What a joy it's been for me to be a father here at St. Joe for the last three years, and I've learned so much about fathering. I've appreciated the example of Father Scott, who fathers really well, a man who really lays down his life for his children. And I plan to take that with me, that mentality, that heart of service to my parish as well. As we approach the Eucharist, it's so important. Again, our fathers, as good as they might be, none of them are perfect, and some of us have better father experiences than others. Regardless of what our experience is, Jesus wants to reveal the face of the Father. He says to Philip, He who has seen me has seen the Father. When we see Jesus on the crucifix, this is the Father's love for us. And it says today in Romans, God, the Father, proves His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ 
died for us. And that sacrifice of Jesus laying his life down on the cross is made present in the Eucharist. So on behalf of God the Father, on behalf of Jesus Christ, I just want to speak these words to you. That you not just hear them and receive them with your brains, but let this truth descend to your heart. These few expressions that I want to say right now. Son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. Son, I am proud of you. Daughter, you are beautiful. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for showing us the face of the Father. Jesus, help us to be more and more loved as beloved sons and daughters. Help us to receive your love, not just with our minds, but with our hearts. That we abide in the security that can only come from knowing that we are beloved children of a heavenly and a perfect Father. Jesus, thank you for loving us. Jesus, thank you for showing us the face of the Father. Amen.